All right. Video's going. Audio's going. In five, four, three, two. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Slice of Life podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, you know the deal. We bring on guests. We slice up their lives. We talk about their perspective of what they do and why I was interested in bringing them on here in the first place. And on the other side of the table, we got Michael Haverty. Hey, Michael, do you want to just look at the camera, let everybody see your face? And for those of y'all that can't see his face, that sucks. But, <laughs> dude, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty doing good. Pretty good. Awesome, this man. is helping right here. Dude, cheers, man. Thanks yeah. for coming on, cheers. really. Dude, yeah, we're, we're uh, for those of y'all that can't see, we have some apple juice. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, yeah, we just had a long day of work. Um, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, dude, how are you doing, man? Like, how, how was your... The way I, I started off, especially like how I, I've been starting with every episode is, how was your 2020, man? Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's the best like way because everybody gives me a different <laughs> spin on it. How was your 2020? I mean, it was kind of like a roller coaster, but like, I don't know, like it honestly got better towards the end. Right. I mean, right. like, well, the beginning was just weird. Right. Like, because I was living out in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was there for almost a year right and i was out there um dancing for a professional dance company down there right and then i also had another job as well and i had actually just moved in it was like march early march i moved apartments Mm -hmm. because my roommates sucked (laughs) um yeah it was pretty bad so then i got my own room finally and then i was literally there for three weeks right until everything shut down completely and they were about to close down like california's borders and stuff so i was like okay like i don't don't have any jobs right now i'm living out in california yeah my family just moved to florida so i was like okay um i might as well just (laughs) um move back here Here. now um so i talked to the dude in charge of my lease and he was like super chill about it he see that's what's like, cool yeah not a lot of people get that yeah it was also a month to month which is nice oh, okay, he was okay. like i wanted you to stay at least a month but like it's fine with everything that's going on so i yeah. like just kind of like packed up my car drove cost country and what was the time on there i was in may or uh, June, march or march okay yes. so march right whenever everything was about to go yeah hectic so i literally i think it was the day after st patrick's day is when i drove jeez bro that's Cross crazy country. yeah and how um do you have you gone back to visit family or anything or where's your family from oh my, well my family and i are from chicago oh, originally okay. Okay, um cool. but when i was living out in california i was on my own and while i was there they moved down here to mm, Florida. Mm. So I decided instead of going back to Chicago, I just come here. Gotcha. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So, I but mean, yeah. that's good. So I guess that, that was like the start of like the weird, crazy transition. Stuff. Yeah. And then as soon as I got here, everything was shut down. Right. Um, I went months without meeting a single new person since I was here, which was like pretty tough. It's tough and, for anybody, man. Yeah. Just job hunting and like, I was trying to get um, a job in a dance company down here, yeah, and um, I got accepted there, and but that didn't start for a few months. It didn't mm. start until um, early September, right. so and I still had that gap of summer. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, and then yeah, I finally got a job, so I was able to meet some new people. So that helped. Right, started getting a bit better. Um, I met my girlfriend. 
who I'm with now. Lovely. Um, Met yeah, her. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. So that was a good like, kind of like transitioning. Yeah, like, so okay, that things are getting a little um, bit better. Yeah. That's and then good. like things were good for a while. And then right like at the end of 2020, like a few days before 2021, my grandfather passed. Dang. So I was Apologize, like, man. Nah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, COVID? No. Um, okay. Just he, he, he was pretty old. He was like going on to be 92, 93. Oh, okay. And um, I was actually away at my girlfriend's grandparents' house for a few days in North Carolina. Mm, okay. And um, that's when it happened. So I was like, uh, like, I'm having fun here, but also like, uh, yeah. So, oh, dude, I get that. I get that. Yeah. A lot. So that happened like right at the end of 2020. So that kind of ruined the rest of it for me. Right. But, um, so far 2021 has been pretty decent <laughs> it's been decent man i can't argue with that i've been yeah i'm a very optimistic person so i just try to look at the good things in, in life and stuff but yeah. yeah usually when i ask people how 2020 is man everybody just gives me this so bizarre answer like oh, it's just so depressing you know yeah. and then the other people are like it's been good like and i'm like yeah. all right let's do it yeah dude yeah man no i understand completely man everybody's had a rough year especially for Anybody that's in the performer and the performing side of, of, of reality, mm-hmm. it's been tough. And that, yeah. that can go for like anybody in movies. That can go for um, anything from uh, TV shows, to performers and dancing, and uh, any sort of uh, live action sort of thing that like is going on in the world. It's just tough yeah. for everybody, you know? Um, which gets me to our, the reason why I wanted you here <laughs> is that you're a dancer, bro. Like you are, um, I, I heard you were my, uh, my doppelganger, my, <laughs> my white doppelganger. And I was like, I was like, let me meet this guy. Let me meet this guy. <laughs> and truth be honest, man, we have a lot in common. I didn't yeah. think, I didn't think I was like, all right, all right. Like, yeah, he's, everybody was right. But, um, <laughs> but dude, let's just start off with that. Like what got you to, to dance, bro? Like what, what, what was it like that like sparked it? Obviously this guy's been in like, We'll get into like what you've done, like every other projects and stuff like that. But like, what got you to dance, man? So, honestly, well, I grew up from when I was three to when I was about thirteen. I did gymnastics competitively, gotcha. um, and I took that very seriously until towards the end. I was like, kind of getting to that age where I was like, I was in high school. I was like, I need to think about what I'm gonna do. Right like professionally right so i know what to go to college for and i was like i could go to college for gymnastics but i'm not good enough for the olympics gotcha and i don't really want to coach so i was like what am i going to do here um so i was kind of on the fence about it um and while i was contemplating that my sister who had she's been dancing since she was two she's a little bit older than me and um for years, they tried to get me in to do uh, like one of their Nutcracker performances. That's cool. and I always said no because I had that thought that like, oh, that's weird. Like I'm a guy. Like I'm I'd be in a ballet. Like I don't think people at school would really appreciate. Yeah, know. around around our age group. Yeah, I can yeah. I can completely understand. Because I was that. in like middle school, going into high school, and I was yeah. like, this is kind of like the worst time for something like that. If right, um, people did think weird about that. So. Um, I eventually, like when I was at that point, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, oh, screw it. Like I'll try a performance, mm-hmm. see how it goes. And in order to prepare for it, I took a few classes where she was dancing 
and I was like, oh, wow, like, this is actually, like, pretty cool. Um, it's not what I thought it was at all. Right. Um, it's very athletic. And me being a, a gymnast for 10 years before that definitely helped with the transition. It, right. It wasn't as hard for me to do what they were asking me to do. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, this, like, this is kind of fun. Like, I'll start, I'll take some classes here and there. Right. Um, so I started doing that. And, like, I honestly didn't even know that was, like, a career option. I was just doing it for fun because I liked right. it at the time. And then after about a year and a half, um, the director of the school was like, Hey, like you, like you're like 15 now, like you just started. So you've got a lot of catching up to do if you want to do this professionally. And I was like, oh, okay. at 15, he said that That's she crazy. said that. Oh, yeah. she said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, Oh wow. Like I didn't even think I could do this, but maybe I should. Cause like, this is like something that like I could actually do. And I've realized that like me being a male dancer is very sought after. So I was like for not just colleges, but for like jobs, like Mm. I could actually get paid to dance on a professional like ballet company, right? which I didn't think was a thing at the time. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll start working my ass off. Um, after about a year and a half, I was like, I hit kind of a plateau at that, studio Mm. they didn't have like um um the right classes i needed to like excel further so what because like with male dancers like there's uh, it's it's kind of complicated like girls do point um like they're on point and they dance and stuff guys don't do that we have our own sort of little section of dance right um and we didn't have we call it men's classes usually um, which just teaches you how to do all the like really crazy jumps and tricks and turns. Um, and we We're pretty much like the backbone is yeah. kind of like how, how you're saying. Yeah. And we, I mean, keep going. I, cause I was the only guy at that studio at the right, time. Right. They didn't have classes like that. Mm, and, okay. Um, so I wanted to go somewhere that had training that I like that kind of training weekly that I could like use to get better gotcha. before I went away to school. Um, so I started auditioning around for um we call summer intensives they're like six week usually summer programs um all over the country different professional ballet companies right. do it where like younger kids can come in and dance there for a summer get like really intense training really quick and just like help you improve it's and also like a crash course yeah you're saying it and like, like yeah. It looks good on like our resumes and stuff gotcha. when we're trying to apply to companies. Gotcha. Like, oh, I danced with under these teachers and stuff and connections and all that stuff. Right. So I was doing that and I was auditioning for a, I think it was a company actually in Orlando at mm. the time. And I went to a place called Ballet Chicago for the audition, which mm-hmm. is like in the city of Chicago. I was living in the suburbs at the time. So I took the train in and I was auditioning for the Orlando place at their studios. And then I asked the front desk person like, Hey, like, do you guys have like private lessons that I could pay for and like come here every once in a while just to help with my like men's technique. And they were like, yeah, sure. So I started doing that and they were like, Oh, you should audition for our summer program. So I was like, okay. So I did that. And after the audition, they're like, would you want to come here full time, like full ride, full scholarship? This like, was whenever you were 17, like 17, uh, I was, 18? I just turned 16. Okay. Um, and they were like, yeah, like, we'll 
pay for all the tuition. Like, That's cool. It's fine. Um, and I was like, yeah, because <laughs> they had everything I was looking for at the time. Right. So I started commuting into Chicago, um, which was like an hour and a half train ride. Yeah. Every From your day. house, like are yes. you going towards there. Right. Um, and I was still in high school at the time, so right. I wound up. It was it was too complicated, so I switched to half in person, half online, and then that was too complicated because my like rehearsal schedules are so crazy. So I switched to fully online high school. Okay. Um, halfway through junior year, and then I just trained there for a while um, until college. And then I went to uh, the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music for their mm-hmm. dance program, which is one of the better ones in the country. Right, I think right, right. A few years ago, it was rated the fifth or sixth, um, don't quote me on that, but um, best like ballet program for college uh, in the country. That's crazy. Um, and my sister had actually gone there and she graduated under that program. So I already knew about it and like I'd been there a few times. So it was an easy Roughly transition. a path that you can go through. Yeah. Um, so I decided to do that in school, which is nice because uh, usually male dancers get a good scholarship. So, See, I never knew that. That's yeah. crazy. Um, dude, that's that's awesome summarization of it. Like uh, yeah. from like all the way to where you are now. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of that, Tense. Was it your sister that kind of like, like kind of, not birthed you, but like birthed you into it, like kind of brought you into it, or did you yeah. know you were good at it, and then you just kind of kept going with it, or was so, it sort well, of like something you saw and you're like, what? The well, heck? she was the one that finally convinced me to try, try it. it, and then once I tried it, I was like, okay, this is something I could do. Right. That's actually really right. Fun, fun? and really challenging because the if you're a competitive gymnast or like especially under my coach who was um he was in the olympics mm. he's like this really strict russian dude of course um, they always are man the, I mean, he was, was like... very big on um like it was almost like a military program to be honest like he was very like structure like he would like sit under a tree for like as long as he could try without moving an inch right he would do he said he'd he said he stayed for that like like twelve hours straight Jeez. once. I don't know if that was true or not. Yeah, he just kind but, of um, pulled yeah, bullshit so, like, out of his ass. He was <laughs> maybe, but he was very strict, and yeah. so I was used to that kind of strict um, athletic program because of gym- gymnastics. Uh, that was like, gy- yeah, the that's what I was used to okay. through gymnastics. Yeah, so yeah. and like I realized as I started getting into dance, like it's very similar. It is very yeah, strict, yeah. especially ballet. Ballet in itself as a technique, well, there's multiple different types, but it's very, like, strict. Like, right. you give up so much of your life mm. to do it. Like, you dance, like, uh, a couple hours to, like, if you're rehearsing, sometimes you're dancing literally 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it almost every day of the week. You give up, like, so much, like, family time, so much, like, friends time. Like, I like so my family went on so many vacations without right. me so many um they went to like all these cool concerts and stuff and i could never go because i had rehearsals and i couldn't miss them because uh, it's your job yeah. at a certain point now you kind of made that your yeah your so job. i was like yeah. okay this is my life now yeah. um so that's kind of a big thing to give up right um but i was so invested that i didn't really care at the right. time as i started to get a little bit older though um the past couple of years actually I was like, okay, like I'm graduating college now yeah. and I'm dancing professionally. Um, 
but especially once COVID hit, like right now, like where I was dancing, like it was like a big, like kind of whirlwind of like what's going on. Like, cause like dancing in person isn't really possible to do while social distancing no, no, bro. Yes. and you're wearing a mask. So like we tried our best with that and it was just so crazy. And like, um, I was also in the process of graduating. I was in my last semester. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, this is just way too much. And I have a job. But like, right. I can't keep up with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like at this moment in time, I don't feel comfortable with going into this dancing environment. Well, um, all this pandemic. Yeah. Going, because huh? like I have a family, like I have like my girlfriend, she has a family. Mm. I can't risk like you getting even, it. Yeah. yeah. If I got it, like, even if like it didn't affect me very right. much, I could pass it on to somebody yeah, else and I could just keep going. Of course. So I was like, okay, I need to make a decision here. So I wound up actually leaving that ballet mm. company okay. um, because it was just like not a good time for that. And like, especially right now, like all of our, like performing, as you were saying earlier, like performing arts right now are like almost it's, non-existent. It's and if they are, yeah. it's like, the toughest thing to do so all of our shows were getting canceled because all of our theaters that we had like booked were backing out on us right because they didn't want us to like didn't want to risk it basically even if we were just using the stage and we were gonna like virtually film it like and like stream it online they were like no we don't want all those people in our space gotcha so they just kept backing out so we wound up filming in our studio's space which was like pretty small mm. and it was kind of a pain and with all that going on it was just so much like like everything i was so unsure about like what was happening in there and like it made me realize that like if something like this could happen so easily right all this pandemic stuff like how like can i have like a like a solid career in this yeah um even though i love doing it so i decided to think of other routes still involving dance but not necessarily like a professional like dancer what's Um, what what gets me what is the professional side of dancing is it the ballet part or is it kind of is there like its own genre or ranking you know because a professional dancer could mean what like you know what i mean well, this is a valid question i'm just yeah, like i'm no, asking yeah. genuinely yeah um it's kind of different like in my realm because i was a ballet dancer like yeah when i, w- I want to understand like, this because i i don't know a lot of your that <laughs> side of dancing yeah. like obviously i'm a dancer but on a different side which is way different than your side this is what's like so respecting for that but obviously there's a difference right yeah like so professional dancer you basically you could just say for anything like you could do ballet you could do jazz musical theater um ballroom right like you could just be like a salsa dancer like it could be anything but um it's harder with like i say professional dancer because Mm. like if you're a girl in the ballet world okay people will say like oh you're a professional ballerina there's no real huh. term for male dancers um, so it's like in the ballet kind of, program. So yeah. like some, there's like an unofficial term, which is ballerino, which is what <laughs> some people say. Um, Let's put some Spanish in there. But, <laughs> but um, 
So yeah. like there's that and then like some people like will like do oh he, like he's a ballerina and like but when they say that even if they're not being like sarcastic Sorry, about sarcastic it and being asshole. like it sounds like it anyways so yeah. it's like okay so i usually just say male dancer yeah um or there's the french term danseur, danseur. um if you say male dancer like that's male like a little dancer but um yeah so like the name of that is a little weird so it's, i just say male crazy. dancer for me personally no, dude I, I, I respect that. We really do. Um, for one, I don't meet a lot of people like in your world. Obviously, I saw some of your work, like what you showed me, like or what you would do. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, like, like, I see that, I, like, because I know that perspective of dancing. I, I'm like, that is respectable, and and in so many ways that I can't, I can't even do that. Like, I look at it, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. But I know, I know, like maybe it's, maybe it's just the, the, the small minded people or just the people that don't look at it just because it's not in their normal, like it's not a a normal thing and social norm that a lot of guys know how to dance or are able to dance like you do. And, uh, professionally too, like, obviously we're going to get into like what you did because uh, you said you did a couple of Hallmark movies or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, one Hallmark. Yeah, yeah okay. So, <laughs> and uh, obviously, yes, yeah, so, like there is a market for that. And there is, uh, for any dancer out there, there's now like the more and more people are dancing, obviously, because mm-hmm. TikTok and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. But um, more and more people are coming out as they want to be dancers. And what was so cool is that you took this route and you took it, you took this route because this is what intrigued you from your gymnastics route yeah. and just easy transition. Um, because if I would look at it from that point of view, I would look at it from like, um, because I know a lot of Hispanic dancing, I would like to do like, fo- like the folk side of that type of dancing. And obviously it would be yeah. an easy transition for me. So that's the way I would look at it. And you can ask me questions too, man. Like that's what sure. we want to <laughs> But, uh, um, that's that's where I want to get to this next point, and um, not it, it was kind of like same uh, the same question the the distinguishing of dancers mm-hmm. now now that it's socially like accepted yeah. and stuff like that. Where do you think it, it's like? Where do you where can you see a good dancer from a bad dancer? Like, what, what do you think is can distinguish that? Um. Well, I wouldn't say there's... You can be an asshole, man. Um, like, you can cuss, too. I, like, I'll tell you my perspective. Yeah, like, <laughs> I try not to say, oh, a good dancer and a bad dancer, right. but it's kind of hard, especially being a ballet dancer, because the technique is so specific. This is why I don't know like, if your perspective is different. Yeah, like, ballet dancers, like, can be sometimes a little... Um, I'm like, trying to think of the word, like... They, they think Stuck that up? they're yeah that like was about to say like, like listen they think they know it like because like, like because we spend so much time yeah. and it's so strict like yeah. once you start excelling in it you're like oh yeah like i got this you this know is great. Yeah. um and some people don't care to hide that and yeah. they're like okay so like ooh, that person's bad like ooh, like they start judging everything they see and that's another thing like that's not the best thing that I wish wasn't really mm. happening in the ballet world is like there's so much like everybody just like sizes each other up and they're like oh like yes. because like it's so competitive it is, like it you is. kind of have to but also like 
it sucks because like you're like okay like I'm literally like watching this person just to see their flaws, literally, so I can like be better than them. You say like and, I can do this better than you, sort of. Yeah, thing, and yeah. it's like because like there's like auditions like crazy wherever right. you are. Like even if you have a job in a professional company, like you never know. They might just be like, "Oh, we found this person this year auditioning. We like them better. Sorry, we can't offer you another contract next crazy. year." So it's like you have to prove your worth. And also like along the lines of like the whole like kind of like sizing each other up thing, like it's less so amongst male dancers mm. in the ballet community, but like it still exists. But like there is so much shaming involved. Like female dancers, like in the environments I've been around, like since male dancers are a lot more rare we don't get it as much as as them but like i've had like directors and teachers that have literally been like oh you need to drop a few pounds before you can get this role Mm, here okay it's very like for the women yes um it's very like it's it's unhealthy i wish i I wish you brought like a female friend of yours that was also a dancer so we can actually get her perspective also that'd be really cool but um Um, keep going she like i've had (laughs) multiple friends that have dealt with this and right. because of that like some like like there's a stereotype in the ballet, ballet world which mm. is like uh female dancers like oh they don't eat anything they're right. very like oh like i can't do that because like this like and it's kind of true not everybody does but it is common unfortunately because of the way people like that like teachers and directors teach us right they like treat us but like because it's such it creates this unhealthy toxic environment okay um and like you feel bad about yourself and then you start judging other people about how they look and it's just like keeps spiraling sometimes and i the last place i danced at luckily was like less so like that but like it's always something like like ballet is just like for me it was getting to be a little too much honestly like i love doing it from the from are you saying it from the dancing perspective or from the male perspective though like the perspective of like there's so much drama and stress in this place right now like oh so that specific like yeah ballet studio itself not just them but like it's everywhere i've i've danced all over the country and there was the same and sort of thing it's going always on. the same some gotcha. are worse than others but it's always the same so Oof. i was just a little i was just so fed up with it. i reached a point where i was like why am i doing this to myself i was like i'm putting myself in this situation where i'm like have to see this every gotcha. day yeah and i realized it recently because of everything that was going on i was like i i wasn't feeling comfortable in that space because of all the like um we weren't social distancing. Right. I don't know where these people have been, like sort of a thing. And because of that, it was I was hard for me to get up in the morning and force myself to drive to thirty it. minutes to the studio and be there. Um, and because of that, I was like, okay, like I, like why am I doing this to myself mm. from that? And then I was like, oh wait, also this is bothering me and this is bothering me. And I realized all the things that like I didn't have to, like put myself through basically so i was like i love dance and i still want to do it but like maybe this specific thing like being a professional ballet dancer i don't need to do especially with the whole like it's really hard to make money doing it right now so i was like what if 
I just start doing something else. So I thought about um, there's a possibility I might go into like physical therapy stuff for dancers. For dancers, um, yeah. Which is something I would love for, to do. Yeah, for a like um, a job and stuff like that. Yeah, because okay. I since I was a kid, um, I've loved like the medical field and like I really wanted to do something in that world, right. but. I didn't want to go through all the schooling and yeah, pay man, for all that. So I was like, okay. So I realized like, like physical therapy, like you have to do some schooling for it, but mm-hmm. it's not like you have to go to medical school for it. Right. You just have to be certified. Right. Um, and you have to like take some classes, but that's something I would be willing to do. So gotcha. that's that. And I also, I'm starting to, um, I haven't started like a business for it yet, but I've had some friends ask me to help them choreograph their wedding dances. That's awesome. Um, because I'm so well-versed in, like, other things. Not Like, I am a ballet dancer, mm-hmm. but I've spent so many years doing other genres of dance, um, whether it's, like, ballroom or, like, Spanish dancing or, like, Russian dancing. Spanish or, dance. Like, anything. I've tried as much as I could in the environments I could be in. So like I, with all that knowledge, like I'm not an expert in those at all, but I love doing them and I have a decent amount of knowledge for like the basics. So, and I have a lot of choreographic knowledge. Like in school we had multiple classes where like it's literally all about choreographing. Right. Um, so I've had a few friends recently reach out to me and be like, hey, can you help me choreograph this? Or could you at least help me, like... At least have a foundation. Yeah, could you, Like, even if they didn't want to do a choreographed dance, um, some of them were like, hey, can you help my fiancé not <laughs> step on my feet um, when I yeah. try, like, like, teach us how to waltz and, like, do things a little bit, like, just to get an idea of it. So, like, that... Like I realized, okay, this is cool. I love teaching people different How genres of dance. dance. So like I always thought about maybe opening up my own ballet studio, but then I was like, okay, what if there's more to it? What if it's not just strictly ballet? What if I open up a studio space for, for just anything? And with that, people can come to me and whether it's for like their weddings or like a special event mm-hmm. or like a party or something they want to learn something specific for like why not like teach them have you ever have you been to a a, like a just a hip-hop studio here or or a Um, bachata or anything like no maybe yeah not yet okay Um, let me um I can already tell like you're gonna be like like you're you I've seen you dance and I've seen like uh, we th- we threw a little congratulations party for a oh, little yeah. celebration party for you <laughs> yeah. at, at the at the casa and um, yeah man the more I got to know you the more I started realizing like um, there's there's something about dancers that you can you can kind of like pick up and the the way that the, what I'm trying to really say is that once you understand at least one sort of dance you can kind of understand them all and and not saying that you will perfect them all, but you can literally go into a new sort of dance and say, yes, like this is, this is Mm -hmm. somewhat the, the steps to do it. It's the perfecting part or the style part of it. That's going to be a little different. Yeah. And, um, where I was going with that is that 
you have this like ne- like already have this foundation where dude i applaud you for that for one like <laughs> uh i'm getting excited because i'm already thinking like of all these good ideas we can do mm-hmm. and um that's just my inner dancer like coming out. <laughs> but uh but man dude do you here's 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 one of the things that i i, I think of a lot and um when it comes to our age when it comes to how how much the fact that the look matters how you said even for the female side yeah it matters sorry to say that sorry to say that for all those all those people it's kind of like if you're an actor all like there's some people that just are naturally gifted mm-hmm. one for looking good and two actually knowing how to dance yeah so with that being said um do you think diversifying into like um let's just say because ballet would you say is would that be a single thing or like with a partner because it can be both right so i it's both um it really just depends for guys yes this is what i'm asking uh, because i've never seen like a male because like some people it's 50 50 some people it's more partnering some people it's more solar stuff there's literally in professional ballet companies there's like sort of like rankings, you're hired on as say a soloist, which yes. means you only do dancing like solos by yourself, or yes. you could be a principal, which means you could do both, um, like something by yourself, something with a partner. But there is a lot of when it comes to men, like partnering work with other women. Right. We call it pas de deux, which is the French worm, or <laughs> word for like dancing with French like, two people. Yeah. Um, but um so it really depends i did both right like more like pretty equal amounts but some guys depending on what their strong suit is they'll do one versus the other so this, this is where i was going with is yeah. that um doing both mm-hmm. uh do you think that straight that strengthens your perception of dance a little bit more as in like learning different styles even teaching and instructing other people yeah because obviously when I say looks is a big part of it is you're not going to be just a soloist for like, you can, you can make it into like maybe 25 to 30. But then after that, you're going to have to find a new route to go to. And I think the partner dancing would be the route to do. Yeah. Am I wrong? I, I don't um, know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm just looking at it from maybe my yeah. sort of uh, style of dancing. Yeah. So with ballet, it's, uh, it really just like depends honestly like with ballet partnering stuff like I I showed you a couple right, videos right, right, of it right. like the guy is like we joke around saying like the guy is basically just like a prop on stage for the girl which is kind of true we're just meant to make them look make better. them look better so like as long as like you have a solid foundation you know what you're doing you right. know what the girl's gonna do you're strong enough to lift her when she needs to be lifted. Mm. Like it's not as technical, I would say. Mm. Um, it is, but in a different way. So like solo dancing, you have to worry about like yourself as a. Yes. So I like what you were saying. Like, yeah, I think like that's definitely something in that people can f- like start to fall back on more once they start getting a little less out of shape, like more out of shape. Um, and so like, in the ballet world, I'm sure it's happened. I'm not quite sure about, but like I've known so many dancers personally, yeah, like ballet dancers that have decided to like do other routes. And they like one of my old friends is now doing like she works for this company that just 
goes out every week and they just do like a 1920s charleston thing on the stage and that's like it so like huh. and they, like okay. it's like partnering like right right, right, like right, right. hop type stuff yes, yeah. um so like ballet especially um can definitely open up like you could do any form of dance you want right. if you're if you're well versed in ballet um because of how strict it is and how musical it is the the main thing is like musicality like if you understand music and you do a little bit of dance no matter what it is you can pick up other Almost things pretty yeah, easily. easily um like i've always loved music um even before i started dance mm -hmm. and once i got to college we took some classes about like just like the basics of like music and like meter and like how to like really like know the difference between like the different rhythms, different like all that kind of stuff. So like mainly ballet is a little less vast. We most of our stuff is in like a three four or four four time. Right. Uh, something else. Some things get a little fancy, but right. not really much. So like it was nice in those classes. It we learned about more stuff. So that kind of opened up more types of music to me. And now that I have more basics of music, um, I was able to kind of stray off and learn some other stuff. So for those classes in college, like when I had to choreograph stuff, like I was kind of telling you a little bit about it a few days ago, but like I did a lot of like swing mm -hmm. Charleston related stuff, um, mixing different genres, choreographing and yeah, stuff. What got, what got you into that? Um, well, I've always had like an interest in just old stuff, like in general, like I've loved old music, old movies since I was like a little bit younger, but I mm. never really got into it until my freshman year of college. Okay. Um, and the main thing that happened was like, I was watching this movie trailer and they used which to, one um it was kingsman the secret no it was kingsman the, the golden circle the, golden was the circle. second one the second one. um and they used my way by frank sinatra in it and the way they used it it just was like oh this is sick so i like started listening to more frank sinatra i'd heard some songs from him in the past but it was mainly yeah. christmas stuff so i was like eh. but i never really took the time to get look into to, him to sinatra yeah, yeah so i started going into like that rabbit hole of just like uh, his music yeah. which leaded me to like some other stuff which leaded me to like older movies because he was also an actor and like i fell in love with like all of his stuff so i started watching his movies and then i got more into older other older movies um with like fred astaire and stuff and that kind of <laughs> dancing which leaded me to swing and it was like this whole spiral and i was like okay like this is my life now i love this yeah dude um i can respect that too yeah and so that's when i started to do like choreographing different things like that um and then like especially like like when it was gonna be 2020 yes like in 2019 i was like 2020 the roaring 20s sick. man like yeah, like people need to bring all this stuff this back. Stuff it's gonna back, be so bro. fun, and, and then... that 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 inspired. <laughs> I can tell like your 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 look, the the look that you're trying to portray now is in like um, I don't know. There's a certain style that goes with that, to yeah. be honest. And I think it's a sophisticated gentleman type of ish. Yeah, I yeah. like picked up on more of that kind of stuff like in high school, like mm. freshman year of high school, no, sophomore year of high school. I um decided to dress a little more nice i just right. anytime i dressed a little bit more nice it felt better like i felt more confident and i was always pretty introverted so like 
that like helped me open up and like, of course. and like, I thought like when I was younger, like, Oh, dressing up a little bit would right. be weird. Like in school, like I'd be the only one looking nice. Um, and that would be weird, but actually like, it's really not like I got so many compliments. It was crazy. Um, and other people in my school started dressing like me. Yes, <laughs> so, dude, I, I yeah. was, uh, I was the greaser one. I was like, nah. I hit that stage first, man. I was, uh, <laughs> ro- I mean, you could tell like roll I rolled up the yeah. sleeves. Um, yeah. I had, had more of the, the slick back hair a little bit. The fact that I can do like a curly pompadour, it kind of like made it a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. And, uh, it was the sixties that got me into it first. And then the fifties and I kept going down. Yeah. Like I went to Elvis. And then after that, I went to, to, um, a lot of, a lot of the forties that, the, the style, the high rise trousers, everything yeah. from that point, I was like, yeah, what happened to this spiral? You sh- just keep going, you keep down, going down, it's, man. It's addicting. <laughs> How important do you think style is for men? I think it's, I feel essential, like it's, you think honestly. it's essential? Like, I mean, a lot you can be of honest, guys, you can be blunt as hell. You can cuss. <laughs> a lot of you know. people I know, especially in our age range, right. Just don't even think about it. But what do you mean? It's, <laughs> Be as specific as you can, man. Like, the thing that bothers me the most is wearing, like... Finally, something that bothers (laughs) you. Get to that shit. Um, Like, like sweatpants and, like, basketball shorts and a t-shirt. It looks like you're wearing pajamas. Like, that's what I wear to bed. Like, I could not leave my house wearing that and feel comfortable and confident enough to just, like, be, like... like, To look... Yeah, yeah, to look good. Yeah, so, like... I always like at least like I could never do that even like right. as a kid like right. I always had to like throw on like jeans and like a band t-shirt or something mm-hmm. and look more like uh like I'm I'm going out of the house right now um so I always had something and I had an older sister growing up, so right. like she was always able to be like okay this is like what yeah I'm right she'll now. tell you she'll like t- I didn't have that luxury yeah. I had an older brother. <laughs> And obviously, I've copied it's, a little yeah, bit of a style, but it, it, obviously, the sister she would tell you yeah, what looks good and what doesn't. Obviously, like more girls than guys care about fashion and right, style. Right. Unfortunately, it's um, dude. That's and that's a stigma I'm trying to like get guys to understand, man. Like, dude, look better. Like you, you like <laughs> no one loves like yeah. The gray pants are in yeah. the the. Obviously, there's times to wear it. It's just. You know, to yeah. overwhelm it, especially to make that your style. Come on. Like, you got to have a little bit more diversification with the versatility with that stuff. Yeah. And that's what bothered me because, I, you know, just like you, I was I was a trendsetter, as I say. <laughs> and uh, I would wear a scarf, bro. Literally oh. a scarf. Like, that was kind of like a state freshman year, <laughs> man. I literally, I was yeah. like, I was like wearing this purple shirt and I had this like square, like kind of like pattern scarf. And I was like... I look sophisticated as fuck, Thanks. and and uh, and then um, I don't know. I just know I remember getting a lot of compliments from that shit, and from there, it just kind of like you're right. Like even to the part from dancing, like the fact that you are kind of in this realm that you're not gonna like what other people are gonna say about you, especially if they know like all this other shit. So I always looked at style as being one of those things. Like that's like. I was an athlete, so mm-hmm. at the same time, I had to dress like an athlete with yeah. shorts, <laughs> long, stupid socks with the Nike. <laughs> I, it, dude, yeah. it just, I was like, man, I'm tired of wearing this shit. Yeah. Obviously, in college, it was more of the frat boy look, and I was like, yeah. God, I can't, I can, I can't wear this every fucking day. <laughs> 
obviously it's comfortable and you yeah. know it's a it depends on where you're from but at the same yeah. time there was something about style that i just like loved i loved learning about it i love learning like the different types of uh shirts to wear how to like if you have to if this shirt is like a button up or a button down you know it's like all <laughs> that shit kind of like intrigued the shit out of me yeah so does that does that ring the same to you oh like, yeah you- for sure like what i started doing so like like i used to do like i went through kind of a phase like i did the like black skinny jeans and band t-shirts i was like it was like borderline emo stage <laughs> it's like but, that was that was that was it <laughs> yeah was in yeah so like day, i yeah. did that like up to like freshman year of high school yeah. and then i was like okay like i like one day i was just like you know what i'm gonna try something so mm-hmm. i put on like a butternut t-shirt mm-hmm. sweater over it mm-hmm. went to school and i was like ah oh, this feels good like and i got so many compliments i was like okay that's gonna be my thing so i did like button down and sweater like every day so that was right. like the start like right. i started doing that so it was a little bit more nice but that was like my new comfort zone and then, like, once I got to college and I started, like, yeah, I was like, okay, I want to do more. Yep. Like, I realized, like, if I could wear a suit and tie every day, I want to. But with my profession, like, being a dancer, like, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, you have to get to the studio, take off a suit and tie, put on dance stuff and get in. Like, it was just too much. So I was like, okay, something in the middle. So I started doing, like, a business casual, like... Uh, button down sweater like or blazers in and out easier to kind of get it yeah and like that was like a good medium Medium. and that's kind of where i'm still at like i still love dressing up i love wearing suits i like tuxedos i love going to fancy events and like being like completely extra shit fuck yeah like yeah and that's part of it but yeah like my day-to-day is usually like something like more business casual i would say that's cool that's cool man i i uh I'm pretty sure you watch a lot of like YouTube on this. Who who are your people? Who are you? I know, man. <laughs> I, I, I would give you my first my first three, and, um, like that I learned so from. I've had quite a few in the past. Oh but yeah, they changed through your style. Started getting honestly annoying to me. Which ones? There was this dude. His, his handle was a. Uh, I think it was uh, teaching men's fashion or something. Okay. Or, uh, t- yeah, because he calls himself TMF, and like TMF. he's very successful now. Okay. Like, he has so much money. But he has that kind of uh, macho, that kind of douchey, fratty vibe. Oh, okay, so yeah, so and it was just like this is just like not right. Like I like like I get it's. I'm glad that you're teaching guys like you to like dress a little bit nicer. Yeah, but like it's still only limited to that. Yeah, and like he's also not really like the kind of person I vibe with. So gotcha. then I like there's a polar opposite. There's this channel called the Gentleman's Gazette. I know exactly exactly (laughs) you're talking about, Um, bro. Which is like traditional men's style and fashion. The classics. The strict dress Mm -hmm. codes and stuff. And that was just like cool. So I got... It was cool. It's like old gentleman-y stuff, bro. I I vibe with that. Keep going. Yeah, so like I've got them that I still watch sometimes. And like there's some in-betweeners I watch. There's... uh, What's the guy's name? Um, his channel is He Spoke Style. He Spoke Style. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and his name is Brian Sakawa. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's He does the in-between kind of business casual stuff. Right. Okay. But he likes the formal stuff too. Gotcha, so he's gotcha. more in line with what I like. Okay. So I watch his stuff. Um, honestly, like I've, I went, I did kind of like a purge of my YouTube's like subscription channel. Uh, yeah, so that so you I, like, subscribe to got, so like, many. Got like a bunch rid of that I like didn't watch anymore. Yeah. So like him, there's 
I also not necessarily like clothing wise, but I love like accessories, especially watches. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of like that, like there's a couple watch channels I also follow. That's awesome. a dude named Teddy Baldessar. I know who you're talking about. Yes. He's been on, he's good. He would come on, uh, he would be, I I guess it'd be like a featured with like other people. Like I like someone that is well-rounded that can teach men a lot about. So alpha M, I don't know. Obviously (laughs) he's, 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 he's a character obviously. But, um, when he does talk about stuff, he would, he would do his due diligence and he came on talking about watches one time. And, uh, it, the the point of accessor, ex, accessorizing is it's not really known for the guys the like for men to kind of like accessorize where the pinky ring that you're wearing a necklace oh, yes. <laughs> like the nice the nice um yeah. sort of watches and everything and it's 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 really cool to kind of like get the, that perspective obviously yeah. you know he's he he's just out there he's out, he that's he obviously has to sell a lot of stuff yeah but like yeah, like those first two channels that you said, I feel like they're very niche. Like obviously, it's it's not yeah. like 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 you were talking about Alpha M and like right. the same with teaching men's fashion or uh, I'm pretty sure that's what he's called. Um, they're very. They're I don't know like, what I would call them. <laughs> he's, um, he's up there though. So like they're very. Um, they're they like clothing, but they're also like they like to think of themselves as like entrepreneurs. So they they start their own yeah. businesses. They do their own, not necessarily clothing, but like, um, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. that's like a whole other realm. Um, and I like more simplicity, like, which is why I went with like the, the more strict, like clothing channels that are a little yeah, more yeah. chill, um, less like, oh, like this is a sponsor, this is a sponsor, this is a sponsor. And like, this is like, oh, my company, my company, my company, I'm doing this now. Um, and that was just kind of like annoying. Like you're. Are not you talking about like the things that they would promote on their channels? Like yeah. Okay. So like I can understand. And some that. of their stuff is great. Great. But like, and some of it obviously they're just doing yeah, it for the money. But like I like, I my family's always been very big on like tradition and stuff. So right. Like I love the classic styles. Like like you were talking about my pinky ring. Yeah. Like this is actually a family ring. This is my family's That's signet cool. ring. That's cool. Um. Yeah. It has my family. Um coat of arms that's cool. on it that's cool so and it's in reverse so i can do wax seals if i write letters that's just, badass yeah, man. yeah i know yeah um it's pretty cool but um but like it's it's literally like simple but like most people don't know about it and like there's a very historical thing behind it i like things that have history behind it i've always been a history nerd so like um not just with clothing and accessories like just um, in general yeah, yeah like, like you, I, you learn how to i collect like old early editions of different like books i love old english literature charles dickens is like the best like like there's a lot of stuff that i'm interested in right. but most of it is older like vintage like things that have history right um because my family's um we're from ireland originally uh my great-grandparents like yeah. came in through like Ellis island um like the big like boats and stuff um and they like immigrated into new york and so like I always talk to my grandfather, the one that recently passed, like about like our family history and stuff. And that's, he kind of introduced me to that. Um, and because of that, like I got into like my dad, like also loves history and stuff. So that's kind of what, like once I realized like all that old movies, like music and stuff. And then when the whole dance thing, like yeah. it all just kind of came together. Kind of get, it kind of yeah. like, yeah. Like it, makes it was just like, Oh, this is like who, like, who I really yeah, am. Yeah. Like I, kind of, I finally found 
what like I feel is like me. Yes. I can, I can vibe with that a lot. (laughs) I, um, I, uh, look, I came from the, honestly, have you taken 23 and me? Or, you no, know, I okay. haven't. Cause I haven't either. My family is pretty like uh, we we basically know everything okay. where we're from already. Okay. Yeah, so, so you like, know your lineage and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. I I, <laughs> I have yet to like actually. But what I do know, what I do know is um, the Hispanic culture, Mexican culture, more precise, is very, uh, you know. I, you can go so many routes with that. And mm-hmm. what I mean is that you can go the very Aztec route that that's old tradition, very old yeah. tradition. And then you get the more colonial uh, Mexican route, which is, uh, I wouldn't even, that's a stretch per se. I don't, don't quote me on this shit. <laughs> like, like I said, we're learning as we go. But um, what what I started realizing is that I love I love the the Mexican culture more and more that, that I got older. Like yeah. obviously it just it, it really kind of got me, and that's like the style, the music, the the I don't know. It was the we call it machismo, but <laughs> it, it's uh it, there was a whole like gravitas to me that it was it was literally getting me. And then mm-hmm. you get the American American version of the Mexican. And I, I guess I would fall into that category a little bit. That kind of like the cholo, the old '50s, '60s, and uh, '70s sort of mm-hmm. Mexican that I kind of like. I love, and I can see a truly awesome spin when it comes to style and music. Yeah. And what what's really cool is that um, now it's a hybrid for me. It's a hybrid for me to kind of yeah. ingrain that sort of culture with this new sort of culture that I I yeah. love. And where I'm going with that is going back into dance, that neo swing. Yeah. We we talked about it a little bit. Wait, one second. All right, what's up? Can we take a quick pause? Dude, yeah. If you can yeah. go to the restroom or something, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Go. A little too much whiskey. <laughs> no, you good. Yeah, you know but, where it's at? It's a second second door. You know where it's at right, right there. Cool. I'm just going to keep talking to them. Cause, yeah, yeah. But neo swing, also known as electro swing. If you've seen my other videos, you would know what that is. It's a mixture of... of um, what is it? Of um, it's a mixture of old timey music that they put a techno ish beat to it. David, what is sort of like neo swing to you? Like electro swing? Is it like a hybrid? Do you think? Do you think a lot of music is like being hybridish, like? They're just getting a lot of like. Uh, Dude, definitely, music today is definitely like a mix of a lot of things. Because look at rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll right now is really mixing it with EDM. It's kind of and it's trendy. Because like, look at the most popular rock song right now is "Popular Monster" by Fallen in Reverse. Right, right. And it has both into it right now, and it's literally my favorite song currently right now. So I fucking, I think. Yeah, hybrid definitely is like definitely changing music. Look at Machine Gun Kelly. No, I and mean, that's what I'm saying. That gets to my point, which I will get back to it. Obviously, he makes a good point with Machine Gun Kelly. Like, there's a lot of music now that it's is is being in, it's getting into its own little subgenre of music, because obviously the, the staple was rock. Rock was a genre in itself, but in in that genre, subgenres tend to kind of come coexist with that. And neo swing, electro swing is a sort of sub-genre hybrid that came along with that. And um, what I, I really appreciate it is 
the fact that it, the style of music is still sort of um, holds to its core, even though there's a lot of traditionalists that think otherwise. A lot of people don't don't like that sort of idea that um, things get, I don't know, get get into a hybrid. And he's back, but um, there's this there's this new sort of uh, like and we me and you kind of talked about it, and we, we're gonna delve into this pretty soon. I want to start having these projects with you because these are gonna be really mm. cool. Um, what's what's your take on neo swing, electro swing? How do you the best summarization of what do you think that is? So first like i think calling like like electro swing specifically sounds like me it reminds me of like like uh like idiom music yeah. like that kind of stuff but it's really not it's not it's more like traditional swing like yes i put it as like remixed swing music but not in the realm of like what you normally think of like remix stuff it's right. it's still very like because it, in order to do swing it, it's a very like specific yes. like structured like uh tempo in the music so you can't remix it too much because you're gonna throw it off and i i think i'm gonna disagree with you there man. you do yes I <laughs> I, and the reason i say that is because um maybe you're just thinking of like lindy hop per se but i i've where 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 would be the line for swing? Like you know where where do you think well, is considered the line? It depends because each one is different. But like, what kind of like the point of what I was trying to get at was like, when I think of like remixed music, okay, I think of like crazy DJ all uh -huh. over the place switching uh -huh. songs and stuff. It's okay. not really like that. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can change it up a bit, right? Like, tempo especially up down like mm -hmm, make it faster make it fun. okay okay so make then, it more fun but like that's switching the meter entirely is gotcha. um not if you wanted to switch to a different form of swing yes you could do that yes but if it's just like one song for like one sort one, of thing yeah. like that would be a little too much mm -hmm. so like i think that's what i like because like the stuff that i've seen and done so far with like new swing and stuff is it's not super super crazy it's like a a fun more modern version of, of like of the original old timey yeah, music which i like a lot yes so. what um here's here here's my uh little take on what i think is going to end up happening maybe i'm going to be like <laughs> speculating foreshadowing whatever you want to call it um <laughs> here's here's where i'm at right now is because you're a big history buff also history mm. tends to repeat itself and if you kind of look at the history of like when the roaring 20s sort of came about there was a different pandemic that was going on around that time which was the spanish flu yeah. i'm assuming and right after that that boom big boom mm -hmm. big 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 boom of like what would you say swing and just the just what yeah. you would depict as great gatsby-ish looking sort of iconic scenes and you know style and all that stuff came about that's how i see that's how i see um swing coming in like that's mm -hmm. how i see neo swing coming in and i, I do you yeah i agree i think it's not necessarily going to be 
like to the extent that I want it to be. What do you mean? Um, like, like I wish like that was like, the like case. swing was like the norm. Like, okay. like it was more like you go to a party with friends and people are doing that, right? Instead of just like grinding and all that kind Don't of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I like my grinding stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm a big I'm a big proponent of of uh, the reggaeton and you know all the classics <laughs> to. All the grinding stuff, but yeah, where you're trying to get at. But I do think, like, especially nowadays, like, right. with all the like kind of hipstery stuff, yeah. people are enjoying older stuff more. So. Why? Why is that? I I have a, I have a thing, but you have a theory. I, I have a theory. Okay, you know. I haven't really thought too much about it, but well, I'm making like, you think too much. I've about always it. been interested in it, so it's not like something new. Not not to, to me. us. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. I think like people are just kind of tired of like the way things are now. And like the way people know basically how things are going ish, like especially like technology wise. Oh, see, that's where I was going to go. Yeah. So like everybody knows like, Oh, like we're aiming for this. We're aiming right. for this. Right. But like, that's great and all, but like, there's no human There's, charm to it. Yes, there was so much more simplicity yep. to things back then. Back then, um, so I think people are kind of craving that a little bit more. Right. The more things are getting right. less impersonal. Right. Um, so that's probably what my theory would be. But one of the biggest things I like that theory. I mm -hmm. I think I and this is I think we have a sort of similar theory. Um, this is more of an event. Anybody that says they hate country music, they can kiss my ass because. <laughs> For one, there is the same. There's a big simplicity to country music. Obviously, yes, there's some poppyish, disgusting country out there, but there's there's something about country that screams simple life and simple mm -hmm. simplicity that, you know, that country does does it best. I think I, <laughs> I hate saying it that way, and I've been, I'm not a big proponent of country, but yet I do enjoy, um, country to the to an extent and. That that's a good example for me. Where I'm gonna go with that uh, now is just like the whole idea with technology. You know, there's you're right, you're right that I feel like it's doing more harm than good. That a lot of more people are losing that idea to to be human, to enjoy um, music. Not even music, bro. They like we just saw Wandavision yesterday, and uh, I mean the the whole gray and black thing. That just screamed like saturday morning you know ideals that makes me feel warm yeah. and comfy inside and, and that's that's where i was going with is that i i feel like music screams to those people that um that are clamoring for that stuff that are clamoring for a little bit more like uh, like i just need something to make me feel home like at mm -hmm. home and uh i don't know on like I don't know if dancing is political or not, but I mean, if it is, God, fucking I mean, it. everything is slightly, slightly, political, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, and, I do think dance is probably a little more less so than thanks, most things. Thankful that, I'm so yeah, thankful that you agree because it's like, it's about expression. It is about expression, man. I and, mean, politics will always enter into right. it. Right. Well, music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like singing and stuff. Obviously, there's politi It's politicized. I think, but yeah. dancing. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think there's no form of honestly. Dancing is like out of a lot of the art forms, like right. performing art forms, it's 
it's used in other things, but like dancing as a thing itself right. is kind it's, of on the bottom rank yes, of things. Like yes, I agree. acting is like at the top because of all of like uh, all the entertainment stuff, movies, television yes. and stuff. Yeah. And then musical theater is probably a little bit below it. Um, people not used to not really like it that much. I yeah. mean, like a lot of people loved it back in the day. And then there was a brief period where people were just like, eh. eh. And then now people are starting to really love that again, which has dancing in it, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like everything. It's acting, it's singing. Right. Um, and then dance in itself, people think of it as something to add to other things. Mm -hmm. They don't think of it as a a thing itself. Right. So like, yeah, I think that I, I wish it was a little bit taken more seriously i would say necessarily not like oh it's a bit more seriously but like but like people uh thought of it as more important like as important i guess as like the other things too you know maybe i can make that same thing if i want dance to be my whole world and (laughs) i i mean the thing is i the reason I got into dance is the enjoy one the ladies like I, I the <laughs> fact that the fact that I can wow the ladies into it like yeah. I, I it just makes me stand out from the rest. But another reason is just like it's something that um, I can teach and mm-hmm. I, I feel so really good at teaching it. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I just think I just I love the the fact that it's it's, it's more enjoyable than less serious. Yeah. Obviously, there is a serious part of it, and I obviously respect that, and I still do some serious things mm-hmm. into it. But, but that's the reason why I'm like, oh my god, I can enjoy this and and let everybody else know that I enjoy it because once you look, I don't know, it's a confidence thing, but like once people see that you're enjoying it, it makes them love it more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. And so, from that point. Like I, I just want, I just want people to know, like if you are going into dance, going into sort of keep, keep at it, keep going into that world because this dude I think is a successful guy. Like he, <laughs> he's getting, he's getting into that realm of like, of um, I don't know stardom, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just being a little optimistic to everybody out there. But like that's the thing. I feel like I feel like you're putting a staple for a lot of guys out there that definitely should be doing it definitely should be yeah that was like like as i was talking about earlier like that was the main thing keeping me from trying it was like that stigma of like it not being norm right. the norm for right, like right. men to do that and once i realized that it doesn't actually really matter nope. like just do, do what it. you want to yeah. do it just made it that much better and people didn't judge me for it especially now honestly they look at so you more, more confident yeah like they're like, wow, you spend that much of your time doing what you love. That's great. Right. Like, that's what people see over, oh, you're doing ballet. Like, they're like, wow, like, you're you're invested. Like, that's really cool. And, like, you know what you're going to do with your life sort of a thing. Like, people appreciate that. Right. But, yeah. And that's that's kind of like where um, where I was headed towards. And it's, it's kind of like I love, like, this channel's kind of, I would say a confidence booster for people or I would want them to look at it and say, what can they get out of it? And, Mm -hmm. um, for you per se, like if you had to give some advice to to somebody, maybe like to some struggling dancer out there for what what would you say to kind of like give them that little, little boost of, um, ego, I don't know, dance, (laughs) whatever. I would say if, 
anybody who's listening right now is at that point where like I was where you're like you're worried about what other people think mm-hmm. or whatever like it's it's easy enough to for someone to say oh like that it doesn't matter doesn't matter but like right. it does to some people like right. they're they're genuinely worried about that sort of thing and like I like do know people like friends of mine in the past that have danced that have dealt with some criticism and stuff right but part of it was because they didn't like they didn't just like I'm trying to think the best way to describe it but like you can do something but if you don't do it um like like how I was saying earlier like people respect like you like how I was like wow like you're spending so much of your right. life like the, it, I made it me like yeah. I let what I wanted to do come out like some people are like oh like yeah I kind of do this a little bit and then some people will be like oh okay but like I was like yes I Go do this yeah. I love doing this yeah. like I wasn't afraid to share that and I right. think people being afraid of sharing it and not just being like completely like yeah like frowned I, upon like, it or like yeah, like, yeah you just it makes a people less they don't take it as seriously but because I was able to feel like I I basically just said like screw it screw it um yeah. it made me feel so much better and Dude. it made other people respect me so much more yeah and if like I know that it's like scary for some people like you are worried about like criticism and stuff but just like just try it like like you don't have to just be like hey everybody I do I this. this but like in like a small section of your friends or a small section of like like your school or whatever right, you do just right. be like this is who I am test the waters and then you'll feel percent. feel more comfortable and then you can keep going like yeah. you'll realize it's really not as scary as you think it is especially nowadays where like people are so much more accepting of things 100% um, but yeah like that was like the biggest thing I used for the first couple of years I danced I hit it I didn't like share anything about it on social media yeah. and tell anybody except for like my family and stuff we're and, about like, to change all that I hope you know that <laughs> um, and then once I hit high school I was just like that was when I was like you know what screw it I remember the exact moment like I was on my Facebook page right. and I was like I really want to like this thing and share this thing <laughs> but I was like but if I do people are going to be like wait why did you just share this thing about ballet that's weird and I was just like screw it and I was like hit it and then like I was like fuck it and like one person i think came up to me in high school and was like you do dance that's weird and i was like what you have a problem with that like why and they were like oh uh no no it's fine it's cool it's cool like i wasn't like <laughs> confrontational about it but i was like confident you're trying enough. to stand up to your your what you're yeah what i was like want, why yeah. do you think it's weird like yeah. i was standing my ground and he was like oh no, yeah, it's fine. It's right. Fine. So uh, like, dude. I think just confidence is everything. It's everything. I, so I totally like, agree with do that. Do what you want to do. Be confident about yeah. it. And like things work itself out. Like You heard yeah. it there there, folks. <laughs> you and you can you and the fact that you in will enjoy the rest of those perks because your Hallmark movie for one, like <laughs> dude, that's for that's one thing that I'm not gonna just be like, oh, excuse me, not everyone gets the chance to be in a movie. 
And yeah. that's that's <laughs> what I mean. Dancing got you to that. That's that's why I was like, talk about that a little bit. Just see yeah. Just so like. <laughs> basically, so my dad is a professional actor. Like he wasn't always like he didn't until like seven seven eight years ago. Um, that's get crazy. into it. But so he had some friends who ran their own um, like stunt business. Like they did all the stunt double stuff for like everything in Chicago, basically. And they were like, "Oh, you should do this thing. Like I can, I have some connections. Like get you some manner like background roles and stuff here and there." Right, so right, he started right. doing that, and he was like, "Oh, this is really cool and really easy. Like you should try this, Michael." Like and then he, his thing picked off. He started doing commercials and things, and he's more further along That's than crazy. I was. But um, he was like, yeah, it's it's easy money. Just try it. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like I'm being on film, even if I'm in the background. Like, it's fun. I get to see it's how fun. they film yes. things yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. all this stuff. So the f- first few things I did were just like basic, normal background stuff. Um, I was in the first episode of Ozark, that Netflix series. Um, I'm definitely gonna get people to go. <laughs> that was like, the first. Was in <laughs> that was the first thing that I ever did, and it was like literally just a split second. You see me walking in the background on screen. It's like the like the least climactic thing like you could do, but it was fun. I got to see I how it you is. were on there. Yeah, it's and I got yelled at by Jason Bateman, the main <laughs> character in there, because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So like, they teach you in movies and stuff that it's like okay action everything starts yeah that's not how it is no. there's like so many other things and like if you're like like a background actor or right. in like like the main the like main thing like yeah. a featured role or like one of the main characters like everything starts when they say background and then they say action which is when it starts so i was like i started walking on action instead of background and uh, like i messed up the first two takes <laughs> and smart. then they were like wait someone messed it up they're moving wrong in the background and he was like god damn it like who's messing this up and i was like funny crap (laughs) what did i do (laughs) because we also had to keep stopping because um we were filming in millennium park in chicago in the middle of downtown there's like trains going by sirens like we have to keep stopping and restarting and it started raining and like apparently it was already like 6 30 in the morning and he'd been filming hours Hours before before. that so he was just he just like screamed and i was like oh crap that's that was me funny dude (laughs) um because I had someone come up to me and they're like, yeah, you need to stop this. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. And I was like, oh, okay. And after that, it was fine. But, like, that was, like, the first thing so I was, did. Ozark. Um, I did Ozark. Um, I did a lot of little background stuff on um, some other things I did. Um, it's this Netflix show called Easy. Easy. Um, which is a really, it's kind of like a raunchy show. So, like, if, <laughs> if you're not ready for that, like, don't watch it. But it's cool because... The m- thing about the show is like they give the actors like a general idea of what to do, right. but there's not a strict script. It's most of it's huh. improv. That's crazy. So, yeah, I that's got, a show. Yeah, it's okay. on Netflix. Um, I was in an episode of that, and then uh, there's all the Chicago shows: Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago yeah. PD, okay. stuff like that. I did a bunch of background stuff in that, and then I started to get a little more well known in the casting companies. So um, they started moving me up to like minor like featured roles they say so like i played a dead body on chicago pd which okay. was fun they unfortunately cut me out of the shot they zoomed in a little too much and like <laughs> that but i got to lie on like a morgue slab which is cold and we're wearing like basically nothing no, yeah. and you can't breathe or move and the whole scene was like a good three minutes and i was 
oh my god, how am I gonna do that's this? Like funny. that was the hardest role I've had, and I was playing a dead person. Dude, that's <laughs> so, so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did that, and then I played like this person who OD'd on. Um, it was also Chicago PD, but it was in like it was a collab with Chicago Med. It was in the hospital. They were wheeling me in. Yeah, on a gurney, I'd OD'd on. I think it was Oxy or something. <laughs> um, whatever it was. Opioids. Yeah, yeah, I don't whatever know. It was, was something. And so they were, like, giving me, like, chest compressions. And, like, like they had the little, like, uh, respirator thing where they are pumping the oxygen into my, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. On my mask. Um, so that was fun. Dude, is that is um, that not surreal to you? It like, is. Like, just the fact yeah. that you're on stage. Like, not on stage. Oh, just on the, the filming I mean, like, side of things. That's, like, yeah. for me, I think I'm, like, I'm never, I don't know what to do in that situation. Yeah, like, for me, like, part of it is, like, yeah, it's super cool that I've done this, but also, like, I've... You're saying it's so nonchalant. That's why I'm, yeah, like, kind of, like, what Because, like, I like, know people, and especially, like, my dad, who's done even more, they're, like, more featured, and they're more, like, they have speaking roles. They're, like, important characters. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, this is nothing compared to what they do. So, like, <laughs> I compare myself to that. But, yeah, if I were to compare myself to just, like, most people who haven't even had the opportunity to do that so yet. That's a lot crazy. of people. That's what I'm... But, that's yeah. Um, and then, like... There's a thing like the casting company is like they they found out that I was a dancer. Right. So like how we were talking about my like Hallmark movie, like they were looking for dancers. Okay. So I was like, hey, yeah, I'm available, and they were like, Perfect. great, yeah, you got it. So I was like, all right, cool. So it was pretty basic. I wasn't doing much, but it was super fun. Um, the movie's called The Perfect Christmas Present. Um, they played a couple times right a year. And basically, like, a brief synopsis of the movie is, like, it's about this guy whose job is to, like, find people. Like, people go to him to find the perfect gift to give someone. That, oh, okay. If they have no idea what to do, this person, it's kind of creepy because he basically, like, stalks them and figures out what right. they like. And then he's like, okay, give him this. But um, it, it's also it's a, a romantic movie. movie. So, <laughs> like, it, it, yeah. Um but basically, like, in the beginning and the end of the movie, they have a bunch of, like, um, it's like a montage of gifts he's helped people find. And my scene is, like, uh, this old dude, I guess, came to him. And right. he was like, I can't figure out what to get for my wife. And so he figures out, like, that she was given this music box okay, um, by her mother on their wedding day. And it's super important to them. So he... Uh, like reserves a theater and like has me and this one other girl like reenact the music box dancing on a stage and it's just the two of the like the the older man and his wife in the audience mm-hmm. watching it um, and it was just super fun like I got to be on stage there's all this like fake snow flying around me and I'm because it was an older music box it's from like the 1920s I believe I got to dress up and like the whole like uh, tuxedo tailcoat and stuff they were they were gonna give me a top hat but it was like it's too much. You're already too tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, we just basically did some, like, basic dancing on the stage, and that was, like, about it. But it was Damn. super fun. The director was the nicest guy ever. Yeah. He was, like, taking pictures of us from the monitors when they yeah. were filming, and he, like, sent them to us. And he's like, yeah, you can post it. Just don't say what it's called yet. Like, it's great. And, like, it was super cool. And I'm still in touch with, like, the girl I did it with. And That's so um, cool, man. Yeah, it was, like, literally, like, I didn't say any words, but it was super fun. And, like, you can see me in, like, the beginning and the end of the movie. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in a homework movie. But, like, <laughs> yeah. You're going to take that to your grave if you don't do anything else. But <laughs> It'll be on my tombstone. <laughs> was in a homework movie. Michael Haverty <laughs> in a homework. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, man, that's so cool. Um, 
Well, we hit almost the hour and a 20 minute mark and it's, okay. dude, it's crazy. It's crazy how much we talk. Um, <laughs> but dude, it's just bizarre to me that you a multi-talented guy. You know, it's not out of question that like these things come rarely to, to especially guys that, that can do all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I applaud you for that. I applaud for <laughs> anything that you're doing, especially, uh, you know, you got another fan. Uh, over there and watching those little Hallmark movies that you're going to be <laughs> But dude, no man. Um any any anything else that I'm forgetting because I feel like I've hit almost everything. And you know what? We're just going to end it here because sure. <laughs> pretty soon we're going to end up doing more projects and I feel like we'll, we'll give them a little taste of like other things. But yeah, yeah. It's good. I I'm so happy you came on, man. Um thank yeah, you for coming great. on, dude. Yeah, thank you for and, having me. Dude, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael Haverty. I will put um, a link down to a lot of his other stuff. But, Michael, where can people find you? What's, like, the best way that they can reach you or, you know, stalk you? I don't know. I honestly, like, I would say social media, but I don't post much. Um, I'm hoping that that changes soon. And, like, when we start collabing and doing some dance stuff, yeah, yeah. I can post that and that do sure. some other stuff. But, um yeah, I mean, like, I have an Instagram and stuff, but most of it is private. So, I mean, okay. you can, like, add stuff in the links or whatever if you feel. Well, that's what <laughs> I'll do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> um, I'll put his social security down, you know. <laughs> but, like I said, folks, um, hit that like button, subscribe. You know you know where to find this channel. I have it on every sort of platform where podcasts are going to be. Uh, this is going to be on YouTube. It's Johnny Juarez. I slowly will be changing all of that, especially when it comes to the domain name and everything like that. Just be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, the Slice of Life podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Like I said, this is Michael Haverty. I'm going to put down all of his information down below. We'll see you later. See you later. <laughs>